Wow, you're settling in. That's a settle inside. Uh, I know, I'm, I'm getting all... Uh, settling in for a good podcast. To be a good podcast boy. Uh, dinner's always a production. That's a quote from a Magic Bullet commercial. Wow. The, the, the cooking apparatus? Oh, you get it all, Unbusted's favourite son. <laughs> Sighing. Magic Bullet references. And those are the two things. Those are the two things. Those are the two things. The only two things. Jonathan was on Road Rules Northern Trail in 1998. Since then, he has appeared in precisely zero award-winning TV shows, blockbuster movies, or community theater plays. We are here to fix this. We are here to make Jonathan off Road Rules a star. Boston's favorite son will ride again. Jonathan, do you admit that your history's greatest monster? The history of mankind? All of it. All of it. I don't admit that, no. In, not even including human history. I'm, I mean dinosaurs as well. And bear in mind, their name means terrible lizard. So they're already the, the pits. Yeah. I wonder what they did that was so bad that they were called terrible lizards. Graffiti? Smoking? In a non-smoking area? What do you think the dinosaurs did to deserve such a bad rap, Jonathan, of road rules? Uh, the dinosaurs are a fun idea. We don't know, though. We've just seen a bone. We've seen some bones. We don't know anything else about them. So, it sells. Scary sells, you know? Like this, this podcast, it scares people. I bet they did a drug dealing. What? I bet that, I bet... Dinosaurs were well up in them drugs. No, they were yep. They were like just big crocodiles, maybe, except some say they had feathers. They were fine. Just uh, you want to scare people. It's what, what gets people talking. There's conflict. I was thinking about it this morning, driving my car, thinking, yeah, conflict really sells. You got to be mad or you got to be scary or you have to be scared and hurt. Reptile trafficking, even. ferrying velociraptors across the tectonic plates. It's, I, did you see that dinosaur movie where they're in a mansion? It's supposed to scare you into being interested, is what they try to do. It's a mansion of dinosaurs. It's very scary. So what you're suggesting is that there is a popular conception of dinosaurs that has been developed and sort of nurtured as a way to make them interesting. Yes, and to, to use fear tactics. Right, so what you're saying, Jonathan, uh-huh. is is that you want to be Jonosaurus Rex, the terrible <laughs> lizard. And we can, we've been trying to make you famous, right? Yes. We've been trying to make the public love you, but that's taking a lot of work. It takes too long to make people like someone, especially if they were on road rules. I suggest we rule Boston through fear. Uh, I mean, I'm not scary. I'm a little... Well, not yet. You're not a terrible lizard. No, uh, and I, I cannot become a lizard. Well, I think I think you can. I think we get you some Doc Martin boots. So that you can make a big stomping noise like in Jurassic Park when it makes the water go wobbly, right? You get your hands, close most of your fingers except your index one and your middle one on each hand and then hold your arms close up to your chest so you've got little Tyrannosaurus arms. 
Uh, rooster butt plug in your ass. Because dinosaurs had feathers, like you said, Jonathan. So I'm only going by your scientific advice here. There's been a lot of rooster butt plug. The, the new name of the show should probably be Rooster Butt Plug, let's face it, because you've got them on the mind for sure. No, that's actually uh, the name of a game show we're workshopping, which you get to host. <laughs> but we're getting ahead of ourselves. We're here. getting way ahead of ourselves. My fault, my fault. So basically, the idea would be for you to walk into a Walmart, because that's where most people are, and stomp around <laughs> knocking over the fresh fruit, as fresh as it gets in Walmart. Didn't you want me to be a party baby and do something at a Whole Foods? This is a completely different idea. You're doing something in a Walmart. It's a different social strata, for one. We're, we're, we're appealing to different demographics here. You've already got the Whole Foods market. Not to mention the difference in product line. I mean, at Walmart, you have you know, home goods, apparel, as well as a well-stocked and fresh produce department. Yes. Mm. They've got gardening uh, equipment there. I would like for you to really hammer home what a scary dinosaur you are to plug in one of their um, uh, lawnmowers and set that loose. <laughs> Just set that loose in Walmart. What Just turn it, it on and, and stomp around with your little fingers poking out your chest. Just going, Rawr! Rawr! with this lawnmower just clattering along the aisle. We, we don't know that they roared. I hate to be so, so, so much of a stickler for the science, but, you know, alligators don't roar. Why would they roar? They were just big alligators, I think. Should I, can I just be a big alleg? Why am I saying that? So really, it's just the, like the roar is the thing you have the problem It's the whole, here. you know, I, I said that we made up lies about dinosaurs in order to make them scary. In reality, they probably just sat around in a swamp. Can I just sit around in a, in a swamp? Or near near some water. Can I go to the beach? Oh, okay. All right. No, 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 no. He has a he has a point. He has a point. If we're gonna do this, we should probably strive for some level of accuracy. Yes. But Walmart does have a fine selection of inflatable pools. That's so we can make a swamp in Walmart. For oh, absolutely, you. absolutely. Look at last time we chatted, he didn't want to drink swamp water. Now he wants to languish in the stuff. We can do that. I tell you what, we, as, as Conrad said, we'll get a, a paddling pole or something, inflatable pole, whack that down on the floor, fill it with, um, let's see, what liquids have they got? Uh, Red Bull. We'll fill it with Red Bull because that will give it a nice swampy atmosphere. Um, go back to the gardening department, grab some potted plants, throw those in, get some flour and eggs and throw all that in to give it a nice swampy texture, and you can smash like smash your Doc Martins into it. And because you don't want to roar, we can strap a loudspeaker to your head, and you could be going like that and to prove you're a dinosaur while you're doing that conrad and i have loudspeakers as well and we're going like that i'll be dressed dressed as john hammond 
grabbing people by the arms and yelling in their face, we've got a T-Rex! And I will be there dressed as Dennis Nedry, scowling. <laughs> yeah. Who's Dennis, who's Dennis Nedry? Den Dennis Nedry, he's... It Oh my gosh, he's like the most important character in the story. He's the one who takes the bribe and shuts off the computer, the oh, security system. Newman. Yeah. And I know I know what the listeners are thinking. Yeah, he's Newman from, yes. from Cheers. <laughs> I know what people are thinking. And no, I disagree. It's funnier that Conrad is dressed as Dennis Nedry and not the fat one. They're both very funny. Uh, will you do the um, my favorite part of all of Jurassic Park? is when he leaves the voice message on the computer saying, ah, 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 you forgot to say the magic word. Ah, 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 ah. Oh, yeah, Con Conrad will be doing, when we're not doing the Jurassic Park music and also some Scatman, uh, that is all Conrad will be doing through the loudspeaker. Yep. With his mouth really close to it, so, so it's mm -hmm. nice and distorted. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, you didn't say the magic word. He's nailed uh, it. Ah, uh, ah, uh, you didn't say the magic word. Once you've got your swampy feet all nice and caked in, in delicious oh. swamp water, you can run down the Walmart aisle, knocking all the tins of Chef Boyardee off the shelves. <sighs> and, and do you remember that famous scene in Jurassic Park where the T-Rex ate that bloke off the toilet? I forgot about that, but yes, it's coming back to me. You can go to the toilet and oh, you can no. scoop handfuls of whatever's in there out and then run back out with... I mean, basically, I'll go in there and drop a log first. You run in, grab it by your hand, run back out the Walmart and just hurl it at people. What? The dinosaur did not... <laughs> there was never a scatological Jurassic Park iconic moment. The two do not mix. Feces in Jurassic Park. You're right. You're right. T-Rex, arms too small. But you got a mouth. And that is because the T-Rex ducked down and grabbed that lawyer bloke and then ate him. And you can duck down and grab what I've left in the toilet for you and then run out and, and just swing your head to throw it at people. And and I'm going to push back on you, Ooh, Jonathan, You are on this. Uh, saying that there's no scatological humor in Jurassic Park. There is an entire scene centered around a huge pile of shit. I forget. You, you win this round. There is... See? So there's precedent. This is so... Why do I shoot myself in the foot? I mean, why do I do anything? Conrad makes a good point. A toilet won't be big enough. And Conrad and I are going to have to break in overnight. And... And really make a pile. I mean, we'll probably have to save up for weeks, but we'll just keep it in Jonathan's basement. That's good, yes, yes. I mean, you say basement, I would prefer to keep it in his kitchen. In his fridge, actually, to keep it keep it from going bad. They, uh, so... Uh... Jonathan, what if you just threw up everywhere? This does not, this is not what dinosaurs... So, <laughs> J Conrad said... There is scatological humor, and it is, I guess, a joke. But it is not a human. There is no human poop in all of Jurassic Park, dumb. Where are we going to get dinosaur poop now, though? I mean, come on. I, We've got to work with what's available. It's all fossilized now. We can drop the whole poop thing is what I'm saying, because there's one time a guy reaches into the poop, and I, I'm so setting myself up, I imagine, by saying any of these words. But he reaches in there and he's like, yep, she's got rabies or something like that by finding a nut in her poop. 
the, the famous the famous raisin rabies nut poo. Yeah, something like that. And then Laura Dern is like, oh, I just want to hold her. And they're cuddling that dino and feeling its poop. And none of it's human poop, so I don't do anything with human poop as well. Well, here's the point, Jonathan. Okay. <clears throat> it's almost summer. Families are excited for summer fun time. And why wouldn't they be? For God's sake, Jonathan. So... We should put on a nice summer show for them. A summer show? Now we're doing a show? Yeah. I found a disused theatre. We can gussy it up. Get rid of most of the spiders. Some of them have become very poison resistant. Then we can get ourselves a nice little theatre and, and start putting up posters. I've already designed them for the summer show of the century. And you know that's good because I said the word century. We're going to call it Chad Kroger's Summer Slam Dunk. Chad Kroger is the lead singer of um, Nickelback. Nickelback in Chad We Trust in Nickel We Back. It's not. He's too good for this sinful earth, Jonathan. He's, he's pure. He is alive. And that's good. I'm glad he made it. Hey, look. He's doing better than most people. When you think about it, to be alive right now, you're doing better than most people. I, I'm, I've heard that the average person... And better United... than all of the dinosaurs. <laughs> For the average uh, person in the United States makes less than $50,000 a year. He's probably making more than that. Probably. I didn't realize you were so obsessed with money and personal wealth. That that's like the first thing you go to. It wasn't the second. It was the second. I was just trying to. Don't get me wrong, Jonathan. Mm. I like it. Yeah, no, I support it. It's that ruthless, cutthroat, mercenary attitude that's going to see you scale the mountain of entertainment. It's not. I'm so not cutthroat. I'm so boringly uncompetitive and and not ready to fight. I'm so ready to just say, sure, you win. I don't know. Yeah, everything's fine. No, I... I can't, again, I'm going to have to push back on you, Jonathan. I'm a fighter? Because you have been resisting us every step of the way on this journey. I mean, sure. So to hear you now say that, you know, oh, I, I, I'm I, not, you know, not aggressive, not confrontational. Yeah, I'm not seeing it. You, you've you experienced me as a, as a fighter, is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Thanks for making me a fighter. <laughs> Imagine if you will. Yes. You're staggering about the streets of Boston, as most people do. And you see a poster on the wall. It's got Chad Kroger's face on it. Sure. And the words read, Chad Kroger's Summer Slam Dunk. The event of the summer. With the underlined. The event of the summer. List of activities and things to look forward to. Number one, summer fun. Number two... Celebrity guests, parentheses, I think you know who, and a tiny little picture of Val Kilmer's face next to that, With and underneath him it says, the man who was the bat. Three, so long ago. song and dance. Four, summer. We will present to them summer. We are the owners of it and the displayers. Jonathan, 
Off-Road Rules Northern Trail hosts a Summer Slam Dunk. We gather people are going to be so excited. We've not said Chad Kroger's going to be there. <laughs> he's not even He's not even going to be there. That's what you're implying. <laughs> I never said he won't be. I just said I never said he would be. It's just the name of the event, Chad Kroger Summer Slam Dunk. Yeah. People... People will come and pay their $15 to turn up. Unless they want to come early for VIP, the VIP show, which is $20, where they get to they get to come 10 minutes before anyone else, and that's it. <laughs> it's not... So, okay. Ugh. I hate to say all this stuff. So, only Chad Kroger fans will come, and they're not... <laughs> reasonable people for the most part they 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 buck trends you say that you say that only chad kroger fans will come yes but but i will be doing radio interviews in the local area promoting this and i will say miley cyrus might turn up oh so i never said where she might turn up (laughs) you're just you're it might be a shoe store she might turn up at a Payless. She might turn up. Therefore, it stands to reason to Chad Kroger's Summer Slam Dunk. She may, she will surface. She's inscrutable, Jonathan. I, I can't speak for her, which is why I can only guess at the places she might be. She might be at Chad Kroger's Summer Slam Dunk. But Chad Kroger's not going to be at the Slam Dunks. He did. He... I never said he won't. But he... Listen to me describe the show. And I'll show you. I'll talk to you all about the special celebrity guests that turn up, which we definitely have. The, so there's someone is definitely going to turn up. Yes. You're saying. Yes. Okay. A celebrity will definitely be there. Absolutely. All right. Right. First of all, lights come on. The show started. Right. <laughs> And now your host for Chad Kroger's Summer Slam Dunk, Jonathan off Road Rules Northern Trail. The crowd has already gone wild. Mm, that's a small crowd. Yeah, no. I mean. You come out wearing a smart tuxedo. Okay. That's nice, isn't it? It could be. You come out. Friends, family. Fans of Chad Kroger, welcome to Chad Kroger's Summer Slam Dunk. And when I say Chad Kroger, and when I say Chad Kroger, I think you know what I mean. This show has all the qualities of a Nickelback song. It's energetic. It says something about society. It celebrates summer. But... I know what you're all thinking. This cannot be Chad Kroger's Summer Slam Dunk without one vital ingredient. And everyone in the audience is looking, turning to each other, just, what could it be? What could it be? Ah, ooh, what could it be? What could it be, Jonathan? What could complete Chad Kroger's Summer Slam Dunk? Uh... I mean, think about the name. This is a trick question. I mean, if you went to Chad Kroger's Summer Slam Dunk, you say this to the audience. If you, I'm gonna give you what you want, you say. And if you go to Chad Kroger's Summer Slam Dunk, what would you expect to see? 
They're all expecting to see Chad Kroger and, and maybe nope. a basketball hoop and a, a dunk. Got it in one! It wouldn't be Chad Kroger's summer slam dunk without some basketball, would it? The summer sport. That's when everyone reaches under their seat and hurl their basketballs at the stage. <laughs> Is there a basketball net or a hoop? No, no, no. There's just basketballs. Yeah, they're hurling them. And and your job is to grab them and dribble them on the stage while actually dribbling from your mouth. So I'm drooling. Yeah. I'm getting being pelted and pummeled with basketballs. They're throwing basketballs towards you. They're bouncing off me. They're they're breaking me. And I'm 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 doing my best. I'm terrible at basketball. So not into it. So I've got to dribble it and you just dribble it. I'm not dribbling it anywhere. Conrad and I, Conrad and I are above the stage with all the lights, and we're constantly dribbling down onto the stage while you're talking. Mm-hmm. Constantly. Yep. Dribbling balls. Dribbling uh, saliva. What's dribbling? Basically, whatever's in, on, or around us, with a degree of viscosity. If it can dribble. Yeah. So you're just spilling things. Your dribble, it's a, dri- a, a drab, uh, a drop or two of dribbling stuff. Yeah, I mean, I've got some, some paint. Um, I've, I've got a, a number of oils and unguents. Acetate. Pig sweat. So, so, so. My sweat. I'm going to try to explain this. I'm going to do my best. You, have you ever been to McDonald's? Yeah. You, they've got a hamburger called the Quarter Pounder. If it doesn't weigh a quarter pound, you can like complain. And really, y- you can. Um, oh, I'm gonna bring me some scales next time. And more so, the Big Mac. If you order a Big Mac, you could try to say like, "Well, this isn't the Mac I wanted. I wanted another Mac." Or you could say, "I wanted macaroni and cheese," or "I wanted a man named Mac." You know, you could you could lay claim to a misunderstanding on that, Jonathan. You make a brilliant point. I do? Yeah, because it's time for the next part of the show. Once everyone's thrown their basketballs, and some of them will have bounced back down, and the front row can pick those back up and throw them. Um, they might do that throughout the show, depending on how many keep falling. Um, just be careful on the stage, Jonathan. There's a lot of basketballs and liquids already. And then you announce, It's summer! It's Chad Croker! What else would you expect? I heard it's going to rain. Boo, everyone says. Boo. Fuck the rain. Fuck it. That's what you say. You start stamping on the fucking stage. Just fuck the rain. It's summer. But what if we summered up the rain? With burgers. At which point, Conrad and I have got huge sackfuls of quarter pounders, which we get to throw down. Oh, and you, you get to. I really. You get to. You spin. get to exist in in a state of burger rain. Yep. <laughs> burger rain, burger rain. Wow. And you can sing that, Jonathan, while you rotate around. You you put your arms down flat at your side, so you're rigid like a pole, and you you turn around very slowly, going burger rain, burger rain. And you get to do that. That's going to last for about 20 minutes. I think we've got about 20 to 25 minutes worth of burgers. I will have eaten a few on the way, obviously. 
You measure time in burgers? Haven't you heard of burger time? <laughs> you got me there. I do. Ah. <laughs> I've got you, like you've got this audience eating out of your hand, literally and figuratively, because you've picked some of the burgers up and you've thrown them at the audience. You give me the gift of basketballs, I give you the gift of burger rain. They are mad that Chad Kroger, like, uh, they didn't want me. They didn't know I was going to be there. They don't like me. They want Chad Kroger. They're, they're well a half hour into this with no Kroger. It's just big. Trouser time. That's trouser time. That's, that's act three. That's act three. Act three is trouser time as you, over the course of 36 minutes, um, undo your trousers, your pants, your smart tuxedo pants, Take the belt off, take the cummerbund off. We put both of it on just to tease the audience. Unzip your fly, undo the button. All the time you're crying, sobbing, weeping openly to show the audience that you are sensitive as well as fun for the summer. While the Pink Panther theme plays. The, 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 the summer hit, the Pink Panther theme. The, the classic, uh, what was that, Mancini? Pink Panther. <laughs> It takes me 36 minutes to take off my, my clothes. I mean, they'll probably, like, fall. I would like to see them fall very slowly down your legs. I imagine that would, if you're careful, it'll take about a minute. So it's mostly 36 minutes of you crying while the Pink Panther theme plays, just to get everyone in the summer mood. So I'm going to just going to describe summer quickly for you people associate it with um lack of responsibilities with um with lemonade and 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 suntans oh well don't don't think that while you're crying conrad and i aren't also throwing down uh full bottles of minutes so people don't throw i mean you know they they still make them in the glass bottle oh sweet yeah yeah we'll do that if we time it correctly, we can make them sound like cymbal crashes to accompany the great summer hit that is the Pink Panther theme. Do-do, do-do, flash, do-do, 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 smash, smash, smash! This kind of violence, so summer and violence do not, that's not what people want out of their summer. They don't want to see a man brutally harmed. I'm, I'm, I mean, maybe, oh, why do I do this? So on, on Halloween, there's a chance people would be like, oh, a horrific delight. The, the hurt was brought. The blood was shown. This is a holiday-appropriate event. But summer, summer is when people are like, I didn't even have to worry about it. I just sat in my chair. I just didn't worry about it. If, you, if everyone was just saying, don't even worry about it over and over again, sort of it's sort of summer but it's definitely not summer to just consistently assault me you're right it's time for it's time for the first celebrity guest of the evening wow okay oh you want to know who it is yeah who is it oh okay god isn't he demanding today wanting to know who the celebrity is it's marilyn manson's double (laughs) marilyn manson's body double which will be me in a corset with some white paint on my face. Chloe, it's me, Marilyn Manson. And I'll wink at the audience. Just wink, wink. <laughs> there, I, I, I was very... I never... You've all come to watch me kick Jonathan up the arse. 
Why would they? And, and, and I kick him up the ass, and there's a cymbal crash noise just to, to add to the, the pantomime fun of it all while I boot you up the bum. And you get to go, Ooh, cheeky! You, you fucking bastard! Because <laughs> I'm shocked at this point. I'm, I'm surprised. Yeah, 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 yeah. The audience is laughing because this is a comedy bit. We're keeping it light. We've got to keep it light because of the next act. Uh, oh, it, so it's not that light. It's you... <laughs> it's you lying and hurting it's you telling a a, a, a false <laughs> falsehood and then it's just attacking me it's what it is I, I feel very attacked right now I, it's nothing personal it's just that you, you you showed up on stage and you didn't say ooh a Marilyn Manson's double then they'd be like oh that's kind of funny because he's not like Marilyn Manson but you're just literally bold faced lying and saying I am Marilyn Manson when you're not and he's, I winked and I said wink which proves no, it yeah, a wink wink it doesn't help a wink is an implicit sort of communication that the thing I just said is not true and I don't believe it. A wink's as good as a nod to a dead dog. It's not what they're... they're, they're... I shouldn't give away the the dead dog. That's the finale. (laughs) And Marilyn Manson's not in the public eye anymore, so for all they know... Well, he is now. I guess you just brought him back with... Yeah, single-handedly or or single-footedly, since it'll be the foot that launched a a thousand asses. Boing, boing, boing. Okay, bye. That, and that's it. And then I leave. That, that, that's all you got. That's all you get. Yeah. yeah. But don't you fret, folks. We promised showbiz song and dancing. That's true. It was the fourth thing on the uh, on the list. It was. Yeah. Showbiz song and dancing. Everyone, a round of applause, please, for Stevie Nicks. And that's when Conrad wheels out uh, a record player with an LP of Stevie Nicks' greatest hits. Mm-hmm. We'll play the whole album, both sides. I, again, not at the forefront of culture and and celebrity right now, Stevie Nicks. Yeah, but you're enhancing you're enhancing the celebrity status by by um, scooting across the stage back and forth with your trousers around your ankles. Scooting? Like like I'm like I'm got something attached to my bottom and I'm trying to kind of a desperate stagger. Oh. You might fall over a few times. The stage has gotten pretty slippery. But some basketballs will probably break your fall if you land right. So I'm not like a, a dog that's got an itchy behind. I'm not why do I do this? You are now <laughs> That's what I. I would love it. Mm. I would love that if if Stevie Nicks is playing and you are scooting up and down the stage like a dog and going singing along and dog dog barks, dog howls. It looked really good because, like I said, the the, the stage is covered in oils. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You'll have no problem sliding across if that's your concern. Conrad and I with brooms. Curling as you scoot along. Summer sports. I mean, the show has everything. (laughs) Yeah. It's not a summer. (sighs) The audience is at fever pitch. They think they've had it all. Stevie Nicks, Marilyn Manson, burgers, basketballs. How could this get better, they think? That's when we get a little bit serious. Just to remind them what summer's all about. 
It's Brick Menace time. Brick Menace? Yep. I'm Jonathan off Road Rules, and I'm going to menace you with a brick, you yell. At which point, I've got some friends I know who live down by the river, Lloyd and a bunch of other people. Um, Some of the guys that hang around near that dumpster that's always on fire, they've each got a brick in their hand. They burst into the auditorium doors and just start menacing people with bricks. And you jump off the stage and you've got a brick in each hand and you're just menacing people with them. Just lifting the brick up, making to hit, not actually beating them, but just really giving them a sense of summer. Why wouldn't they? So, I mean, if I were in the audience, I would leave or physically defend myself. I can't see why. That doesn't make sense to me. Why would you leave? This is a real, I mean... Not only why would you leave, how could you leave without bolt cutters? Because you're going to need those to get through the chains. So they're panicked. They're... (laughs) But they're... They outnumber us. You know, I don't know. I think that they're... I sort of expect a a sort of revival tent atmosphere, you know? I anticipate people really getting into it. I think this could be the next fire festival. With significantly more real fire. <laughs> this is so. You sometimes propose an idea where I will somehow be tough and scare someone, but every time I'm the one who's going to be badly beaten because you're always... the one with the bricks. Yeah, but there's. You said there's like more than five people. They will look at each other and be like, "This man." Just, I mean, I, I disrobed. I'm covered in blood because I've been pelted with broken bottles or bottles <sighs> are broken on them. I'm a bloody disaster holding bricks being like, yeah, yeah, like, want to make a move? And people are quickly. <laughs> yes, tackle that's him. what you do exactly. Want to make a move? And they're going to just, I mean... If, if a guy pulls a gun in a theater, someone will, like, try to stop him physically. I'm much less intimidating than a man with a gun. They're easily going to just um, dispatch me, and and, and and they're totally in the right. When the police come... No, they're not in the right. Be like, well, he threatened us with bricks. Yeah, dur- the police will immediately ask, was it during Brick Menace time? <laughs> will, there is no law... Did you actually get hit with a brick, madam? Or did he just menace people with it? Did he just menace people with it? Right. Well, was it during Brick Menace time? Yes, it was. See you later. It's on the schedule of events. Come on. Get with the program. It's it's literally in the program. I don't think the program supersedes local law around threats and harassment. I think a man in a hazmat suit with a cattle prod supersedes it. If anyone gives us any fucking trouble, any fucking lip, hazmat Henry will sort them out. Or was it Harry? I can't remember. It's they're, they're very similar names. It's just a matter of making that N a little shape different. Than you Plus, know. you never know whether it's Harry or Henry in there. It's a hazmat suit. That's true, and he doesn't talk, right? He, he just grumbles, I think. is what. He's oh, doing. well, he ju- just to give them a sense of, of summer fun, he, he'll go... As he, as he threateningly gestures with the cattle prod. Oh, I, I, this whole time I've had that uh, Stevie Nicks song... This man, this man, man, this man, this man, in my head. It's the soundtrack. Here's the thing, Jonathan. Horror. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sensing your 
I'm sensing you're not too pleased with this idea. So well, I mean, and, and I think I know what the issue is. You're worried that with your trousers round your ankles, everyone is going to see your silver chair tattoo. <laughs> Do people know who silver chair is? Does anyone listening? They will when they see your tattoo. Is it of just a silver chair, which I think is no the the band Silver Chair. The band, as opposed to yeah, the, it uh, says Silver Chair and it's got a heart on it. I mean, why am I describing your own tattoo to you? It could have been the book. There's a book, the Silver Chair. Um, I think it's one of the Land, Witch, and the Wardrobe books there in Narnia. And there's also the band, like you said. And there's also just a silver chair. Do you remember? I hate to to dominate the podcast like this, but I think about this all the time. Stone Temple Pilots had a song where it was like, Prime time, time, wait for tomorrow. Mind me. And then Silverchair had a song that went, Wait to tomorrow. It was the exact same thing. And no one batted an eye. They just said, yep, two different songs, everybody. Let's both. They were both great songs. <laughs> They're not. To commemorate a great summer, the summer of 72. I, I dislike those songs, is what I'm saying. If you bought your very first six string, would you get it from a five and two? <laughs> <laughs> That's, isn't that John Cougar in Mellencamp? Did you totally shift gears into Mellencamp? <laughs> I don't even know. It's all, I'm, I'm, uh, well, anyway, that brings us to the big finale. Because uh, what is it about the summer that people think of the most? Summer camp. And what did you just say? Melon camp. <laughs> That's... So people get to watch to wrap the evening up. <sighs> you, Jonathan, playing acoustic guitar, Wonderwall, obviously, to a bunch of melons in sleeping bags. Wonderwall, Oasis, another band yeah. that sort of despise. Uh, you know, I people wonder, like, how's he feeling? And through it all, oh, you're my wonder watermelon. <laughs> the fact that he nasally holds out, and I've heard him talk about this, uh, Gallagher, Liam, was it Liam or Noel? One of those two. He's been like, I could have sang it with a little bit of vibrato. I could have had a tone that came out of my throat. But instead, I chose the nose. I just wanted... It's just a, a, a grating assault. He's just a hate. He's filled with hate. He just wants me to feel his nose in my ear but through his Jonathan. vocals. He's such a bad person. Jonathan. Yes. Stop crying your heart out. I'm, I'm upset. <laughs> well, anyway, that that was Chad Croker's. That That's it. That's the show. Yeah. It's not... Oh, you, shit. What? I forgot. There's more? I forgot about the final celebrity special okay. guest. Jonathan off road. <laughs> it's me. Yeah. The headliner, obviously. At the end, I come out, is what you're saying. Yeah. Basically, once you've stomped on all the watermelons in the sleeping bags with your Doc Martens on, you leave the stage. Uh, Conrad and I come out and we start applauding like that. Just you two. And then we say, and now for the final act of the night, the man you've all been waiting for at Chad Kroger's SummerSlam Dunk, Jonathan Off-Road Rules! 
At which point you run back out wearing just Y fronts now, scream and the, the Doc Martens, and you just start screaming. What? You start screaming. We take the chains off the doors. We say you're welcome to leave if you want. Otherwise, he'll just stay here and scream for you. So they've seen me. They know me. They've had enough of me. They never even liked me. They were they were so scared and angry. People wonder. They ask sometimes, you know, because most people, people who listen to the show, I'm this very abstract concept to them. I'm like this. Uh, they don't even believe I'm real sometimes. They're like, Is there, are you just pretending to be you? You're actually somebody else, you know. But people who know me in real life, sometimes they stumble upon this. And are like, uh, <laughs> how are you feeling during this show? Like, are you playing along? Are you laughing? What's going? And and I, it's hard for me. to... I like that the people who already know you, like on a personal level, aren't sure. No, because it's not. This isn't normal. This isn't nobody. <laughs> no, it's normal to you guys because you've been just like, oh yeah, in a week we'll just do that again to him. <laughs> But, but for most people, this is like a very unusual uh, interaction, the dynamic we've got. And That's unique. <laughs> and I explain like – and I don't know if I express this properly on the show. It, 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 you'll come up with an idea and I'll have like a, a, a spark of amazement and, and amusement and then it immediately drops into like true – like my stomach drops and I'm like, oh, but now, now I have to think about it. And it, it, he wants it to happen. Like people are always joking around. He doesn't want it to happen. Like we've, we've met in real life. You, you want to do these things. Like if, if, if I see you again, <laughs> you're going to be like, Jonathan, got a little hat for you. And I'm like, oh, here we go. What am I, how am I going to get through it? Gonna, and it is, I want to do this for you. <laughs> I know, I know. Yes, it's, it's know. always with your best yeah, interest in mind. I mean, Does it benefit me, Jonathan, if we were to pull your pants down, apply varnish to your ass, and when it hardens, break bottles over your cheeks? <laughs> Would that benefit me? No. Would it make you famous? Temporarily, yes. <laughs> if we did it in the street. And, then, and, then, and you also... So people know this is a real show. Like you, you aren't getting rich off this show, Jim. You're very busy. You you've got a lot of profit deals. You've got a lot of irons in the fire. You take time out every week. Valuable time. And, and you really you aren't getting a lot. It's not. This actually isn't for you. This show. You like you do think no. this is gonna get us there. Get me there. This is all for you, Jonathan. <laughs> it's not gonna get Especially me there. I'm not going. For you. I'm still gonna be here. This is where I am. It's not. You can't get me. I'm gone. I'm already washed up. I'm no good. Just trying to. You're putting. You're putting gas in a tank in a car, and you're just pouring it in there. And you haven't looked to see if there's actually anything in the car. It's just a frame of a car. There's nothing. There's no wheels even. There's no engine. There's no gas tank. You're just pouring gasoline on your feet, basically, is what this is. Well, that's that's why me and Conrad will ride around on your back while you crawl on all fours in the middle of a busy street. Just going... It's not going to work. You'll be the magical car, shitty, shitty, bang, bang. No one has ever said that before. No one has ever in the history of humankind said shitty, shitty, bang, bang. That is 100% purely original content right there. Uh, and that's for you, Jonathan. Like, thank you for that reference. Like, you could take that to the bank. The movie's like 50 years old, you guys. I'm here 
spinning dreams for you, Jonathan. They are surreal, nightmarish landscapes that are distanced from reality. Oh, speaking of that. Yeah. Does this apply to the show? This is the most fun I've had all week. I'm going to tell you about it briefly. Uh, I was having trouble sleeping for reasons I'll, I'll uh, omit. And banging. <laughs> I was up and down and, um, and definitely banging. <laughs> kind of a yeah, uh, definitely kind of banging. A fugue state, I think they call it. You're like not totally there, but you're not totally asleep. Flow, flow, yeah. Flow, flow. yeah, yeah. Um, just that moment when you're just like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> That moment. Mm-hmm. That moment. Mm-hmm. We all know. Yeah, no, um, Sting is all about, like, perpetuating that moment and dragging it out as long as possible, I think. Oh, that's, um, that's tangent It gets stuff. boring halfway through. I turn around and I'm like, Sting, hurry the fuck up. Literally, hurry this fuck up. No, I'm not. I, I hate to burst. I, there's no sex going on with me, for okay. sure. So, I'm dreaming pretty much. And in the dream, I'm watching The Departed Part 2, which has just come out. And I'm pretty excited about it. And Jack Nicholson is reprising his role as Skeezy McIntyre, whatever his name is. And he's talking to Ben Affleck and Sandra Oh. And their characters are named Jerry and Sarah. And he's on the mic. He's on a, on a not a microphone, a um, walkie-talkie. He's got binoculars. He's looking at a, a covered bridge that can open up and a car can fall through it. He's planning to kill a character ma- named... Uh, his name is uh, Frank, but he's played by Matthew McConaughey. So Jack Nicholson, Sandra O, oh, Ben Affleck, Matthew McConaughey. And he's on the walkie-talkie. Sorry, I'm going so long. It's just the best best thing that happened to me all week, so I can't help but be yeah, yeah. So he's like, Jerry, this is going to be great. I got to thank you for your hard work. And Sarah, there's no way we could have done this without you. Okay, Sarah, get ready to hit the button. We're going to drop this car on Matthew Conaghy. <laughs> I woke up. <laughs> I woke up in hysterics. I actually woke up laughing because Jack Nicholson in my dream of The Departed 2, not only did he forget to call Matthew McConaughey by his name, which was Frank, but he he, yeah. he pronounced his name wrong. He didn't even really know his name. Because <laughs> he called him Conaghy. Yeah, Ma- Matthew yeah. Conaghy. And the director was like... <laughs> Cut, print, put it, put it in the... Because I was watching the movie in the theater in my dream. The, in the, the director dream. was like totally accepting of Jack Nicholson's uh, performance. So, And that was the best thing that's happened to you all week. That was, I was, I'm still laughing about it. And, and, and it was a dream. It was one of those stories that was hard to tell because I thought I was going to start bursting laughing. Like every time I think about it, yeah. I start to laugh a little bit. That's a great anecdote. Jerry... <laughs> We're gonna drop this card, Matthew Connie. <laughs> it's funny. It gets a little funnier. <laughs> it's pretty good. I mostly have dreams about tsunamis. Whoa, that doesn't sound as funny. It sounds uh, horrifying. No, they're death. They're death dealers. They're death. I would not recommend a tsunami dream. They're not good. Oh, yeah, sounds horrific. Massive. Uh huh. Massive wall of water. Yeah. I f- I feel like I've been in a real one. I bet. And I think I could go on the news and say that. You could try. They they put stuff on the news all the time. Yeah. Constant news. Man in scary tsunami dream. Lucky to be alive. <laughs> I've seen 
I've seen less true news on the news, so it, it could happen. Wow. I ask people if they uh, have any suggestions. I sometimes remember to do that on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We asked the disgusting public how we could make you famous, as if they've got any ideas. If they had any ideas, they'd be famous already. The turds. I can't believe this. Somebody named E.B. 54310373. They have zero followers. They're following just 10 people on Twitter, but I think I'm one of them. Russian bot. They're, <laughs> they're using this podcast to interfere with the election. Well, why would they come up with this? I, I don't think this was randomly generated. They said, go to a park and glue bees to yourself. Then jump into flower beds and pollinate. If we are going to save the bees, we need you to pollinate them, Jonathan. Sticky. Oh. This, this person... They know I'm real. Raises some very excellent points. You're correct. Yeah. No. What? Can you picture knowing a person is real? Jonathan Off-Road Rules, the stingy, stingy B-boy. What? So they listen to the... Pollinating flowers so you don't have to. How could you... I'm trying to think of a world where I would be like, well, zero followers on Twitter. Following just 10 people. (laughs) One of them is Jonathan Holmes from Road Rules from, what, 20 years ago? 10, 20 years ago. Here's what I'm going to say to him. Go to a park and glue beasters. <laughs> I'm a real, real, real person. He's saying these things to me. Anyway. Um, You're also a real person who just said your last name and we're probably going to need to cut that. Oh, that's all right. I mean, you, you decide. Everything's going to be fine. <laughs> He's giving up. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It'll be okay, probably. Uh, okay. <laughs> cooking with Jonathan Holmes, Becky Rudinoth. He's doing it again now. He's doing it again. It was the one rule he gave me. I know it's the one rule I gave you. Uh... <laughs> anyway, carry on, Jonathan Off-Road Rules. Yeah, that's my name. I don't know. I don't know my own name. I'm bad. They want me to be a bad dad. They want me to turn the tables on Jim, says Doc Destroyer, who's at the Slaggy on Twitter. Turn the tables on Jim. He lost his wrestling belt. Yeah, they want me to wrestle with you. I hear that a good amount. Heard you do some wrestling. Oh, smelling blood, are we? Yeah. One loss in which I wasn't pinned. I wasn't even in the match. I was managing that night. And so it counts as a loss then? Well, yeah, because I, I I was the third member of the tag team. Oh. And the two people in the match lost the belt, but it wasn't me that lost it. I've never been pinned. I've never submitted. Yeah. People who listen might not know this. I'm, a, I'm literally a professional wrestler, sort of. Never been pinned or submitted in a year and a half in the business, mate. That's, has it been a year and a half already? So you can you can try and fight me in a wrestling match and turn the tables. I'll turn you inside out, mate. You mean you and me wrestling? I thought we'd team up, of course, but I guess that's what he meant, is he wants me to wrestle you for a belt. Yeah, without clothes. <laughs> and some jello. We've got no clothes, that's why we're wrestling for a belt. That Because oh. <laughs> it'll be something. It would cover something a little bit. Yeah. Those belts are pretty large, actually. You could probably cover quite a bit. Well, of course, Jonathan, you would have to wear that belt vertically to hide your shame. <laughs> are, you, are you saying you think I'm a... An... Long, thick uh, penis. Uh, I, I tell you what, right? Uh, For the listeners at home, if you want to think about Jonathan's penis, imagine a, a, a dong between the legs about the length and width of a wrestling championship belt. My, why are you... That's not you. The NWA World's title. It's not. It's not. I don't want to talk about my uh, genitalia. Well, I don't want to talk about it. You're the one that brought it up. I just said someone wants me to wrestle. You're the one that said, hey, let's wrestle naked. (laughs) 
It's Let's not. wrestle naked for a belt to cover our ding-dongs. It would be kind of... Oh, why am I doing this? So, you've seen the movie Stripes, starring John Candy, sort of. And he wrestles those ladies that one time. Yeah. It would be kind of fun to do a gender-flipped Stripes. Yeah. Where we are the wrestlers who wrestle, I don't know... John Candy. <laughs> <laughs> We'd probably win that fight. Well, I mean, assuming it's a time machine situation, he's alive. Then. No, 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 no. Now. No, I mean, we would literally win it tomorrow. He's, I don't even know. I don't know. I wouldn't need a belt to cover my ding dong. I would uh, use the little hammer they used to hit the bell. It's not. Oh, John Candy. I, I quite, quite admired him, John Candy. He really put himself out there. I would like to cover you in super glue and throw Laffy Taffy at you and call you John Candy. Because I'm covered in it. My first name's Jonathan. John, yeah. That's a great joke. It's the first one that's ever been on this podcast. That's the first joke. Yeah. That's the show's number one. Yeah, I'm going to bask in it. It was well worth the wait. <sighs> oh, yeah. Don't, don't mind me over here. I'm just basking. It's a good thing we make a comedy podcast. Lord Garvar, it's Captain Taco <laughs> 2019 on Twitter or the other way around. He just asks, what is the worst a human body is capable of smelling? No rules. Everything is on the table. <laughs> it's a game developer. I think he worked on uh, Shootshimi and the new Bub- Bubsy that came out. Worked on the new Bubsy. I tell you what, I could answer that question. If they turn up to the, <laughs> if they turn up to the Boston's favorite son versus John Candy match, they will know how bad it gets. That's gonna, how you're going to promote it? Yeah, we're going to be a tag team called Boston's Favorite Son. And we're fighting John Candy, who's um, yeah, posthumously yeah. passed on. The Boston's Favorite Sons versus John Candy. So many people would come to that. And the, if you thought the Chad Kroger situation was uh, a disappointment, this would they would truly be... I mean, that's like near G.G. Allen levels of infamy, how much we would just be hated. I don't know how <laughs> I don't know how happy they'd be. We're calling the event Chad Kroger's Wrestlepalooza. We would be so hated, like for for hundreds of years. I think if we if we wrestled any dead body, yeah. we would be despised. <laughs> we would become what Mexican wrestlers call a pair of rudos. Yeah, that's that to put it nicely. The, 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 on, on a good day, we would be considered rudos. Yeah. We would be considered... Boo, you rudos. Punching corpses. Because people do awful things. But if you do awful things in a way that seems somehow brave or interesting or or like, we all thought about doing it, but I actually went through it. But nobody actually thinks about doing it. No one is saying like, well... I can relate on some level, I have to admit. They're all thinking like, what disgusting monsters. Why You they... say that. You say that. But someone, as one of their few acts on Twitter, told you to glue bees to yourself and pollinate flowers. That's true. The, there, there are 50 people worldwide who relate. But there's many people who do not. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what makes a good Rudo. <laughs> <laughs> is everyone just thinking what a disgusting monster what a terrible piece of trash yeah. about us and then <laughs> wait you're supposed to say well you're you're supposed to say okay i guess we won't do that but you're you're no because i'm excited about us 
pulling a Stretch Armstrong toy so like for so long it breaks. Wow, no one's ever done that. People will people will be furious at that. Yeah, they'd be like the the dead body was bad enough, but now they're breaking Stretch Armstrongs all over the place. Well, you really want to hit them with the nostalgia. That's that's where it hurts. Oh, you want us to throw the Stretch Armstrongs at people in the audience because that will really hit them with it. Well, I mean, if you know, once we've done the first one, yeah. Right? We, we've broken that one down the middle. We begin to stretch more, and they'll be thinking, oh, God, they're going to do it again. And so they will not be expecting it when we release it, and it flings into the crowd. I never had a Stretch Armstrong. I played with them, like, because they were big in skulls and things. But I had one of the bad guys. Oh, and they also stretched, right? The purple-faced guy? Oh, that's right. They had some that stretched. There was these weird ones that were, like, vacuum seat, like, like, you pulled a thing and they created a vacuum or something. And so they oh wow went all different shapes. And they were all weird colors, like red and green and stuff. Damp Wet Stew. Somebody named Damp Wet Stew on, on Twitter. Their suggestion is just, why did you do it? And why did you do it, Jonathan? Why the fuck did you do it, History's Greatest Monster? Yeah, you led with that. I am not. I am a mildly irritating to some, to others, uh, sort of a cursory footnote uh, a punching bag who, who are you a punching bag to <laughs> I, that is that's that's horrible jonathan and if you want me to go and kick those people's asses i'll do it all right jonathan if you've got all the answers who is humanity's greatest monster uh, pick one pick one of the monsters who do you reckon was the worst one so we're talking like uh like from the history of of fiction like scary fun, fun yeah, yeah, monsters, yeah, 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 like dracula yeah. or i guess it's um kind of the classic romero zombie because it has the capacity to reveal humanity's worst traits and also transform humanity on a global scale into something that can never never come back there's no cure for the romero disease whenever they make a uh cure for zombieism it completely makes them not scary anymore like i think it's z nation they come up with a cure later and i'm like okay so this is not a scary show anymore i like z nation i recently watched through all of z nation don't get me wrong it's got its charms but it, it stops being scary down 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 oh have mercy <laughs> forgot about that like the first season they were going for horror a little bit but then by season five they've there's like a psychic zombie they stop giving a fuck yeah, it's pretty good I think humanity's greatest monster is the drummer from Three Dog Night. That's not a, I, <laughs> he might have thrown sticks at turtles. I you, you never I know. Asked you specifically, if it was fictional monsters and beasts, and you—that's a real person, the Three Dog Night man. No, he's a real man. No, my mum used to keep me awake at night with horror stories about that before bed. The drummer from Three Dog Night with his sticks and his turtles. He's got snapping turtles and he puts them in the bed of naughty children. I, that is uh, slander or is it libel? Uh, that, that's slander, yeah. No, he's not real. I mean, it would be, yeah. It's, that's what I'm saying is that you, you're looking for spoken versus written. In, in this, he's, yeah. he's a childhood villain like Krampus or the Boogerman. Right. Fictional characters aren't, you know. Huh. He puts snapping turtles in the beds of naughty children. That's why you've got to behave yourself. He puts three of them in there. 
Because one would be lonely and two is as bad as one. There is so much. It's none of that. He's just a drummer. He's an okay drummer. He is not a monster. He is not a turtle man. He is... Somebody... So I'm getting sassed with Shrek gifts now. <laughs> because of this show, this Boston's Favorite Son show. Somebody said they wanted me to... Uh, the heat inside me wants me to chug SpaghettiOs. And then Terry, who appears to be like a tan teen girl when her twitter banner not her her profile picture but her banner is just golden balloons that say oh baby yeah checks out Mm -hmm. sent me a twitter gif of shrek holding like an old-fashioned flash camera that people don't use anymore because they use their phones and it says text says snap yep this one's going in my cringe compilation. Yeah. What have I done to deserve this? I'm getting Shrek gifts. People compile. This checks they compile out. Compile my failures for their cringe compilation. Is this something? Do people just like looking at things that make them feel uncomfortable? The cringe. They want to cringe. Is that what they want? What's going on? Why? Uh, this has been a very disconcerting, disorienting week. I feel. I'm not sure where I am. Head swimming a little bit. Well, Jack Nicholson did drop a car on Matthew Conaghy. It's going to get me every time. Okay, Jerry. <laughs> and he's doing the voice, too, you know. He's trying to sound so filled with gravitas. Yeah. It's time to drop the car on Mac- Matthew Conaghy. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> and the plan is to have a bridge go... Like, there's so many other ways you would kill somebody other than, like raising a drawbridge and then pushing a car off of it and he's just standing there like what no is the car just anyway thank you dreams are weird they are and also dreams can come true look at me babe i'm here with you you know you got to have them you know you gotta be strong also that i'm looking at this shrek just smiling at me so smug so superior taking a picture of me (laughs) thinking, I'm going to think about how much worse you are than me later and laugh. Such a, such a dreamlike pain I'm in. I'll show you the, I'll show it to Donkey! you. Donkey! Donkey! <laughs> Jonathan of Road Rules is going in my cringe compilation. I'm going right here. Jim, Jim Sterling on Twitter.com sending it over. And you too, Conrad. I'm not leaving you out clicking on your names in real time. Ooh. That's what people listen to podcasts for, is to hear people tweet. <laughs> in real time, yeah, it's true. In real time? For real this time, at last. Yeah, they they were sick of those fake... Are there podcasts where people... I don't even know anything. I don't know what people do in podcasts. I've never listened to a podcast. Don't, they don't want any... Do you feel more famous? I mean, you've, you're rubbing elbows with Shrek now. You're in his cringe compilation, so, you know. That's huge. That That's your profile raised. That is massive. Sh- Shrek is popular. I, I have to thank some of the listeners have, uh, I think like 10 or 15 listeners have uh, signed up to Nintendo Force to read my Castlevania comedy comic strip, so thank you. That made me feel a little more famous. Uh, that's nice there we are see we're opening doors already yeah that is more than i had before i were still i mean i was really hoping to get to five thousand 
readers before the next issue comes out. We're only at 4,500. If, yeah. if we carry this on, you're going to be playing Solomon Grunty in the next <laughs> DC movie. <laughs> Who is a, uh, he's a big Hulk-like zombie, Solomon Grundy. Yeah, Solomon Grundy, born on a Monday. I paid like $75 for a Solomon Grundy toy in the style of the Justice League Unlimited show from 20 years ago or so. I still have it. Still pull it out every once in a while. Look, we're always <laughs> pulling our Grundys out. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was inevitable. So yes, I have to admit, as though, as painful as it may be, to contradict myself. The show is working a little Beautiful. Mm. Beautiful. That's what I like to hear, baby. I said baby like a movie producer. All that says to me is that we have to start escalating. Oh, absolutely. Escalation from here on out. <laughs> How do you... Where do you... You you did... So, so one of the things about the show is some would say you got as far as you can go in terms of what you do and how you do it. And now you've just like... You're faster and, and more dense, but how do you make it even more? Every time somebody puts a barrier in front of us, we believe you have to break through that barrier. But not before spunking right up the wall. Yeah, you gotta leave your mark. That's what they did in Berlin. That's how it fell down. That many people spunking up against it. Should have done it sooner, it'd have come down quicker. David Hasselhoff got covered. It's <laughs> when Ronald Reagan... So, Mr. Gorbachev... Drop this car on McConaughey. <laughs> <laughs> that famous Reagan line. McConaughey was like six at that point, and he wanted to drop a car. Yeah. Yeah, an early talent, what can I say? Ronald Reagan, as a former actor, was jealous of the talent that McConaughey had, even at that age. Were well, you familiar with the, the story Willow? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure Reagan had a prophecy... That there would be another king to come and replace him? Someone younger and more beautiful. Right. I hadn't thought of that. So you're thinking of uh, George Lucas's Willow starring um, Patrick Bateman. Nope. Jo- John Clint Eastwood. Starring Val Kilmer, the man who was the bat. The man who was the mad Mordigan. And I forgot, yes, Val Kilmer is in that. As are a couple of other people. Ron Howard yeah. directed, if I remember correctly. There are little hairy monsters and someone turns into a pig. Oh, that's a good movie. I saw that in theaters. You cannot watch it now. No? Why not? I Well, not on streaming services anyway. I can't. Oh, it's okay. not on Amazons. It's not on Hulus. It's not on... I think there might be like a busted copy on YouTube or something. I was concerned you were about to say that there was some really problematic <laughs> shit that's come out about Willow. Like Warwick a- Warwick Davies ate a dog or something, and now nobody could watch Willow. <laughs> That'd be a shame. No, uh, I'll, I'll try to get your copy. I have a copy of that somewhere on VHS. I think. Oh. At least I can do. Could you give me a copy of Subspecies 2 as well? <laughs> that I don't have. I think I have uh, Chud 2, but I don't have Subspecies 2. You can't get that on streaming services either. Really? Or, or Puppet Master 2. Really? Full Moon Studios has an entire Amazon channel, and the only two good films they've ever done are not on that channel. <laughs> really? Well, yeah. I have to uh, guess somebody else bought them and is holding on to it. This happens with um, game developers. You know, video game developers, a lot of the time, they will buy the rights to a game that they think could compete with their game and then just not release it. That is true. Maybe that's what they're doing. I'm fully expect. I'm fully expecting Microsoft to buy you up, Jonathan, once they catch wind of this. Once they know you're in with the Shrek crowd. <laughs> the Shrek crowd. I think that's... 
I think that's it. We've proved that you are famous. We've celebrated the summer. We've done it. Yeah, we we did it. We we may never have to do it again. This may be it. This may be the culmination, the climax, the apex. I think you're right. Absolutely, 100% correct, Jonathan. Yes, I have. I am 100% certain certain that there has been a climax involved in this production. What? No. At least three. That's <laughs> not. What I mean is, I've got to go change my. You've done it. You with no more need for this. No. Yeah. Next time we do the show, no you can just do other things, and they'll yep. be different. Next week. Next week we'll we'll completely change course. It's totally new show next week, is what you're saying. Yep. All new, all different. Wow. That's I can't wait. I'm very enthused. Mm. That is our promise to you, Jonathan. I believe you for some reason. Harnessing my faith. I hope. Conrad, get in touch with Lloyd and tell him to get those hot metal sticks. Mm-hmm. It's going to be amazing next week. All right, bye. Bye. I don't know why I literally wave at my computer <laughs> monitor when I do that, but I'm still doing it. <laughs> Stop that. Tell me Boston's Favorite Son was performed by Jim Sterling, Conrad Zimmerman, and Jonathan Off-Road Rules. Editing and production by Justin McDaniel. The intro music is Freak Out by Chainmail. Road Rules Northern Trail was an insipid show that shouldn't have happened. <laughs>